This is John and Robin Voiles of Celebrate Libraries with a New Ways to Dream podcast. We spoke earlier with director Garrett Erickson of Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Joining us now are architect Eric Jensen and artist Sharon Quashus, who will talk about the Wild Charitable Fund Clock Tower located on an outdoor terrace at the Mead. Eric, would you like to begin by giving us uh, some background uh, for the project, the Clock Tower project? Sure. Our firm was hired to, uh, through an interview process, we were hired to take on the project of expanding the library in about 94, 95, I think it was, it's been a while now. Um, and uh, in order to do that, we pulled aboard a second architectural firm from out of town who had had some library specialty experience, and so that was Angus Young. Um, so it was a combination of Angus Young and LJM Architects that designed this, this project. Uh, a good portion of the way through the design, we were uh, approached by uh, Ed Schott's organization. Is the uh, well, they're the trustees for the um, the Wild Foundation. Yeah, the Wild Foundation. Um, and they they expressed the desire to include some artwork in the project. And at that point, uh, it was undefined, you know, where, where that artwork would be. But um, through some discussions, I don't remember exactly how it got started, but we we uh, stumbled on the idea of um, maybe in the plaza to the north of the building, uh, a clock tower might be an appropriate uh, feature. And so that, that idea stuck, and we commenced uh, doing doing design for that plaza area and, and the clock tower itself. Sharon had been um, contacted by the Wild Foundation to, to uh, serve as the artist for, for the artwork. And so we, we, uh, we, the, the plan evolved to incorporate the artwork into the walls of the tower itself. And uh, in a nutshell, that's, that's how we uh, got to uh, got to the clock tower concept in, uh, in the first place. Good, thank you. Um, so little, um, that's a great introduction. I wanted to get just a little bit of information about you. I'm wondering, are you a Sheboygan County native? I am, yes. I was born and raised in Sheboygan. Okay, and um, LJM Architects, is that, uh, uh, is that uh, firm still in business? Uh, actually, no. Um, LJM existed for 32 years until last January when I sold the company to another company for whom I now work. Oh, all right. On a part-time basis. I'm um, approaching my retirement age, and I, I want to slow down a little bit, so that's exactly what we're doing. I was looking online, and... Uh, LGM is responsible for a lot of projects, uh, really an extensive portfolio. Over over that thirty some years, yes, we we did quite a few in Sheboygan and and out of the, out of town too, but mostly in the Sheboygan area. And the Wild Theater, were you part of the renovation of that? Or? Yes, we did. Uh, we did, we were the architects for the for the expansion and renovation of the theater. 
And then um, also uh, Lakeland University, uh, at least one or two buildings are associated with? Well, a handful out there. We, we did some of the residence halls. We did uh, a renovation of the uh, science, science building. Um, a couple of other smaller jobs in addition to that. Yeah. Great, great. I think one of our best projects was the theater. The, okay. the, uh, the old Sheboygan Theater renovated to the Weill Center. Um, this one too, I'm proud of. Uh, the, the library is really a nice library. Mm -hmm. And, and um, they, uh, well, they have a facility here that uh, a lot of libraries wish they had, I'm sure. So um, we, we, uh, we like those two projects in particular. Okay. Uh, there are, again, many others, um, offices and restaurants, lots of restaurants around town that we've done, um, uh, industrial buildings. It's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Our, our, our company was a, a, a one that did a variety of architectural types. We feel that this library is a jewel in the state. Yeah. We hope that when people hear our videos, our see the video work and hear the podcast that they actually make a stop here mm -hmm. and just see this library in the community. As a matter of fact, we're working on several uh, uh, room renovations and adjustments in this building right now. Oh. Um, they have a maker's space in yes. one corner, which is going to get relocated. Um, there's a new, in, in that makerspace spot, they're talking about having a little uh, seating, uh, seating area for, you know, 90 or 80 or 90 people for uh, small presentations. Um, new offices, they're going to group some offices in the basement rooms. And so, um, yeah, they're, they're uh, uh, rearranging things to make it even better. So you have, you have an ongoing professional relationship with the, with the library? Uh, well, kind of ongoing. I guess you could say that. Um, this just came up a couple of months ago, and uh, the city the city saw fit to hire, hire us to uh, tackle the job. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so I think at this point, Robin, I'd like to... Move to uh, Sharon. Ask her some some things about her her background, and then kind of get into the clock tower. So, <laughs> Sharon, um, your turn. Um, you're also a Sheboygan native. Yes. And uh, we were speaking before the before we started recording. You went to school in Oshkosh for your your Under, art, undergrad art background. Mm -hmm. And then uh, headed out to University your, of Oklahoma for Oklahoma, my master's. For your master's. Mm -hmm. And have you always been focused on, or at least at that point, were you focused on sculpture? Or were, did you do other things, 2D? Um, I started uh, with a major in ceramics. And um, I found the scale fairly limiting. Okay. And um, started using ceramics as a... Um, um, uh, medium to uh, make small studies of larger works and then those were translated into different materials whether they were the large fabric works of the 80s or um, 
I still use clay today if I'm, you know, making a, a model for um, a big mural or whatever. Okay. Um, so were you, then you were with uh, O.K. Harris, you were, you were associated with O.K. Harris, which was, you know, uh, a big gallery, uh, Ivan Clark coming out of Leo Castelli and mm -hmm. all of that stuff, yeah. Soho in Manhattan, Lower Manhattan. It's were a very you, exciting time. Were, were you living out there at that time? Oh yes, I oh, lived in New York okay. for 10 years. What was the focus when, when Ivan Karp left uh, Castelli? I was looking through some things online and it seemed like he was focusing on uh, group shows and emerging talent at least at the start. Was that kind of his focus? Well, was his gallery that? was so large that um, one artist really couldn't fill the gallery for, you know, um, unless it was a retrospective, let's say, which he rarely did. So there would be four, usually at, at least four artists exhibiting at one time. The rooms were very large. So uh, my work at that, at that time was also very large. So um, uh, he, a lot of what Ivan did was a, uh, he had an interest in, um, I can't really speak for him, but uh, in the artist's uh, manipulation of materials in a, um, in an intriguing way. Uh, when you looked at it, you you might not even know what it was made of until okay. you went and looked at it and then it was some huge visual pun. Okay. How long were you out in New York? I was out there for 10 years. And then you went I to moved to Florida. Florida, okay. Mm -hmm. And continued to exhibit and create I did. Office. I was uh, showing with uh, Grace Hoken uh, okay. in, in Palm Beach. And surrounding, uh, at that time, some of my works from Oka Harris were going into some uh, museums. Uh, so there was a lot of interaction and small shows uh, in some of the art centers and museums in Florida at that time. You had a piece, a uh, piece is owned by the, in the collection of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Was that uh, uh, purchased through CARP or something? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. That, was a, that was a ceramic, a small study of, um, Washington Crossing the Delaware. And you use those themes. Uh, you mentioned Washington Crossing the Delaware, but it's, I was doing some reading and you often use sort of these classic uh, American um, works of art and then you, you sort of uh, 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 throw a twist on it, creating with maybe visual ton, puns and some other Sure, um, I can sort of show you an example of that. Um, this, for instance, is Washington crossing the Delaware and Liberty leading the people. These are like okay. um, 10 by 15 feet. Oh, wow. Okay. They're very large. Um, here's uh, some columns. These were 12 feet tall. There are four of those. Um, what else is there in the... What is this made out of? It, fabric. These are, really? all, these are all canvas. Really? They're all sewn canvas, all of them. Wow. You wouldn't think so, just looking I at know, it. They, they, they look rather like uh, marble at first. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this introduction of color here later on. And some reviews. I, I, I think I was very um, lucky to be with O.K. Harris, and um, the work was very well received at the time. So, oh my goodness. And then, this uh, incredible experience. And so, where where does um, in your timeline, where does um, where does the work at the Kohler Foundry, but also the uh, Concrete Park, where does that fit in? Well, the Concrete Park came um, before New York. Oh, all right. 
uh, after uh, my husband and I left uh, grad school, we moved back to Wisconsin um, temporarily, and it was when Ruth Kohler was first getting involved in um, outsider art, and uh, the Concrete Park in Phillips, Wisconsin was their first um, acquisition and restoration, and um, uh, I was very uh, um, privileged to uh, um, be the conservator for that with my ex-husband. Um, had you trained as a conservator, or was it just your familiarity sort of with sculpture and, and with materials? Uh, it was more that. Uh, we were not conservators, um, and at the time, no one had been conserving folk art. Mm -hmm. um, part of the reason being that it was just such um, untraditional materials. You know, it was uh, put together with chicken wire and um, Two by fours uh, covered in concrete uh, with glass stuck in it. You and, know? Also, and the artist that we're talking about, Fred Smith, he was mm -hmm. sort of a what we would call now maybe an outsider artist oh, or sure. a naive artist yes. or, or something. And he was just a uh, he was a retired was retired lumberjack and bartender who felt felt uh, the need to create. At sixty five, he started. And he uh, he created this expansive area of. Uh, figural work and Paul Bunyan and I mm -hmm. think some of the other There were over 200 images. sculptures in the backyard. And, and then we had a big storm and the trees all blew, uh, smashed it wide open. And, and now it's, it's, uh, it's uh, considered a very important asset. You bet. In the, uh, in the, um, in the county. In the county and in, in, in the state. In the folk art world. In, in the, the folk art, art world. world. It's, it was really um, um, a groundbreaking project. Okay. Wow. We're all very proud of it. So you've been very, very uh, fortunate to be to be uh, involved with some of these things that you've been with. I met a lot of people. <laughs> during your uh, during your art career. Uh, An interesting thing about the Fred Smith, yes. I, I only learned this later too, but um, they were hired to to conserve the park. Right. And before they could even get started, or they barely got started, then the twister went through and just leveled everything. Wow. I mean, it was just like, uh, well, everything like was gone. Went Every, yeah, like All a bomb the trees. Went off. And and it was uh, it was just uh, annihilated. And so they they really started from scratch in the conservation part. It was a to, blessing, really. To yeah. rebuild it. It was a blessing because before that we were very cautious to um, you know deal with. Okay, some. Couple of arms and legs have fallen off, and the glasses, and there's mold, and or they're getting mossy. Mm -hmm. uh, but how are we going to do that respectfully? Uh, right. And when the storm came through and knocked the trees down, which cracked all the work wide open, well, from there on we could work from the inside out and rebuild the structure, right. put the arms and legs back on, replace those areas that were lost, and um, literally put them back together again. Fortunately, you had a photo inventory of, oh, oh, yes. of the place before the storm came. I was going right. to ask. Well, we were, we were there for six months before the storm. So, okay. uh, um, plus, there had been um, uh, documentation since the 50s. Okay. Uh, I knew all those people, too, because they would always come through yearly and see what was going on. And Maybe so we had a lot of their photographs from, you know, when the works were brand new. Wisconsin Magazine or, or something, maybe? Uh, no, no, they were mostly um, um, artists and intellectuals from Chicago. Oh, right. Um, you know, from the um, uh, 
the school of art there. They they were all very much into folk art and uh, had been doing the Wisconsin road trips for years and years. So a lot of times the grad students would come up or the professors or photographers um, and uh, uh, stop in. But then Ruth got her hands on it. Well, right. And, and bit in hard and uh, they they funded that whole restoration effort. Well, the Kohler Foundation, Wisconsin Kohler Foundation. Arts Board, the National Endowment for the Arts, they all chipped so in on that. So others contributed, I guess. Um, through the restoration, and then the park was donated to the county. Well, um, change gears a little bit. Um, so after concrete, after school, concrete park, New York, um, then you, in the 90s, you were part of... Uh, uh, you worked at the Kohler Foundry maybe four times, three, four times, something mm -hmm. like that, creating things. Were those for um, objects or sculptures that uh, went into collections here uh, in, in the state, or were you still sending things out? Were they kind of your foundry for sending things out, or what was that? Well, about? at the time, um, I was still living in Florida okay. and had made um, a respectable. Um, uh, name for myself and submitted my work um, an application uh, the same as anybody else and um, I don't I don't think it was because I was a hometown girl but uh, uh, I got in uh, to the program and uh, I was working on uh, my Picasso series at that point and uh, made a number of works related to that um, and uh, once I had been there and understood the um, process and knew that I could hit the ground running, uh, it was about that same time that um, the um, Wild, Wild Foundation um, contacted me to see if maybe we could work with the Kohler Company and the, and the Arts Foundation, mm -hmm. the Arts Industry Program, Arts industry program. to... Um, uh, produce that work um, uh, basically um, economically because the, the found there were no foundry costs um, just to you know um, my my work in it um, and uh, that that made it affordable uh, works like that in bronze of that size would just be way uh, you know, way out of anybody's range is that would you say that the clock tower it's a good time to talk about the clock tower so it's the clock tower is um, you know four sided, It's uh, faced with uh, um, sixteen of these bronze panels, uh, a stack of four on each face. Mm -hmm. um, was this? Would you say you've had some very large works, the sewn works, the fabric works? Uh, is this the largest um, uh, bronze work, metal, uh, metal uh, brass? Work? Brass, thank you. Mm -hmm. Brass, uh, uh, metal uh, sculpture that you've created, would you say, to this point? Or? Mm, I think so, yes. Okay. Um, Each of those 16 pieces is four feet by four feet. Four feet by four feet. About 700 pounds. Each one weighs seven or 800 pounds because it's thick, soft, cast brass. They're, they're not thin shelled uh, sculptures they're uh, like a bronze would be they're, they're you know, made from wax these were these were the originals were cast in in sand in pepset 
Who installed it? Was it a contractor or was it someone from yours, JMA's? Yours truly. Yeah. You? Really? Oh, we got pictures we, of that. It was, we, it was we a family affair. Guys, mostly family, family uh, people. Sure. And a crane operator. A crane operator. Yeah. A light, uh, a small crane. There we are. This is my brother Dave and my brother Pete was there and Eric was there and myself. We were a couple of um, inside the tower on a ladder, folk. receiving the panels and putting the bolts through the framework. Yeah, this is in the studio. Scaffold. Getting the um, this is actually in the studio, putting in the patina on it. Wow. Great. These are great photos. Oh, thanks. This is this is like a. As soon as the work uh, is busted out of the sand, mm -hmm. usually with a jackhammer, which I do, by the way. I mean, I did everything but pour the metal in the hole and uh, you cut off a few things. And after that, um, it's still full of sand and, mm -hmm. and uh, soot. Uh, I take it to the sandblaster, and that's what it looks like after, after the sandblasting. Right. And that is, uh, that's a whole room, the sandblaster. You are in like a spacesuit with a big hose. Because they're doing this to like bathtubs and, sure. and other things that oh, yes. cooling the color powder. Mm -hmm. So this is yeah. the way they're set up, right? Wow. So you use the equipment that they have, the industrial equipment that they have for their processes. Do you have uh, assistance, foundry assistance helping you? or? Well, Eric well, was there for part of it. Except for the actual pouring of the hot metal. Yeah. That comes that, in, a, that in comes an automated urn that tips tips it in and down hole. Computerized at that time? Mm, yeah, I don't think it's no. computerized. No, no well, not at that time it wasn't. <laughs> no. Um, wow. But we so this is, this is the part of the mold making process, which is an ordeal in itself. Um, that's how big the flask is for one uh, one square. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had to make 16 of those. And this is what, about 18? Square? Yeah, you know, well, it would be Something. like six foot square. Maybe six, yeah. Yeah, like that. And then after the, um, the the mold is made, then you have to pop it open, take the original art out, and then um, gate it and vent it so that there's a place for the metal to go in. It's really a science in itself. Yes. Um, and then a place for the Air. gas to go out. Yeah. Hence the respirators and all well, that. And... Well, that is just for this evil sand that comes out is a very noxious kind of a, a mm -hmm. odor to it oh. and yeah, you, you just wouldn't um, oh this is the um, this is model the model there's only one photo there of that I think do you do you hold on to your models or who has the model we just destroyed that uh, the clock last tower. year but we still have the clays clays are still yeah they're existing the, the quarry. Yeah. I suppose over the years it's you need your own warehouse to store yeah. this stuff. <laughs> this was, yeah. Well, this was a one quarter size, one quarter scale model. Okay. So it was where where it was four foot wide actual panel. This was just one foot wide. And was this something you needed then as a maquette to present to to say this is what we're going to do? Yes, exactly. exactly yes, Eric did. and I. Uh, Eric is responsible for the fine craftsmanship of the clock tower itself, which uh, I was a carpenter which, in a former life. Oh, okay. Yeah into which we put these panels and uh, showed it to the um, the wild uh, trustees and they were very excited about it. a big sheet hanging over and pulled the sheet <laughs> off and <laughs> exposed yeah. it to the crowd. That was, that was lots of fun. Great. Um, so you talked about the sort of the entire project earlier taking a couple of years Planning to realization, mm -hmm. not that long. How about the how about the clock tower itself? 
um, how long um, it took me 18 months 18 months to to con conceive it okay. and to make the originals the clays uh, and to get them to the foundry and the casting took nine weeks mm -hmm. okay and you were at that time working were you in Sheboygan at that time no. Did you say uh, yes. Yes. Okay. yes actually, so that was more convenient to work Sheboygan to Kohler rather than cross country, I suppose. Shipping well, by then I'd moved back to Sheboygan. Yeah. We first, the, the, after the the basic design is done, we we ha we had to make the the wooden flasks or, mm -hmm. mo or mold holders, and so we I I borrowed a friend's wood shop so we could cut the material and assemble. Sure. Well, we assembled at the house, but we cut it down there, and uh, then then once the mold, once these flasks, as they're called, were made, um, Sharon put the did the did the clay work. But that clay work was done at a rented facility in Elkhart Lake, okay. the old uh, so the old um, incinerator incinerator on on, on FF. On, on it's the only place that had a ceiling tall enough um, to oh. to work in. Unheated, unheated, <laughs> and I worked through the winter. I worked winter. through the winter. I worked for a year on on the um, on the clays, so I had scaffolding with um, um, plastic all around it and space heater. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was quite the setup. Yeah, it was. That was fun. That was in the space. No, wait a minute. Where was it? I'm looking at it upside down here. The place with the, with the patinas on it. Yeah, it was in this space. This is after they're down, of course, but uh, they were up uh, on, on this wall right here. Okay. Well, did you work collaboratively? We talked collaboration earlier. Do you, is there any of that that's going on or do you have your own There was roles? a lot going on. Okay, I'm sure there was a lot going on. <laughs> um, do you, do you help each other out with that? Like I think this, and you, and I think this, and do you work that way? Or, oh yeah. Or uh, on this project you're yes. talking about, we yes. would oh, yeah. we would be dreaming about it. We we it was constant, uh, yeah, constant chatter about details on these things. Yeah, how the bolts go in and. Yeah, but well, you know, yeah, it, it was it was just it a lot of fun. It all came together. It was a lot of fun. The the whole thing, hard, a lot of hard, hard, good hard work, fun, but but fun. How about, uh, but how about, uh, uh, so the, the technical aspect, how about the, the content, how about choosing images? Did that was you, all me. That was all you? Okay. Pretty all much. Right. I don't know. I think I might have weighed in a couple times about <laughs> this or that, but sure. yeah, the, the content of the art was, uh, you know, 98% her. Because it's not always individual, isn't it? There's an over, there are overlapping images from one panel to the other. Oh, they, they definitely yeah. grow into Yes, they should be seen it. All four panels should be seen as one work. There's the... Uh, they flow. The sailing ship, pirate or sailor or whatever. Yeah. Is that from a specific... That's, uh, that's from... Um, is it Treasure Island? Treasure Island. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned uh, uh, Picasso earlier with uh, Foundry. And I remember an image of the, the, the Guernica. Uh, possibly one of the horses from Guernica? No. No? no? Okay. No, but the only Picasso is the... Um, uh, the the nudes the um, the brothel sure. ladies yeah you know, that one right. but you have the other why can't I think of his name the beautiful artist pitchfork um, oh Grant Woods I mean they're all of them are from um, famous works of art okay 
in the in the arts related one um except for um oh let's just say a token ballerina or you know um a cherub playing a flute um let me see i just want to check them out and see if i can um So music, you know, classical music stuff. Uh, in the arts, yeah. I have the arts in here. Yeah, I do. A lot of them are, um, well, there's a totem pole in here, but uh, they represent all that, like jazz. I would find an artist who had some jazz musicians, Grant Wood, there's uh, Edward Monk, there's a Mona Lisa, jazz Picasso. Uh, no, the Five and Gold is, um, gosh, I forget now, but it was a play on uh, Carlos William Carlos, mm -hmm. was the uh, poet, mm -hmm. uh, and this work was um, uh, an homage to him. So, I mean, that was a nice tie of poetry and painting together. Charles DeMuth. Thank you. I'm reading it here. That's good. It's all here. <laughs> well, it's uh, only only half of it remains in my brain. Um, great. Um, so, is there a? Did you think? So there's this clock tower. There's this theme: a clock tower, uh, art history, maybe the passage of time, um, uh, an art historical timeline. Um, did you set out to use this as uh, a teaching tool anyway, or a way to present to people who may not be familiar with art and art history um, um, key elements that you wanted to you wanted to focus on? Is any of that going on? Well, uh, my intention was to um, take f um, familiar objects um, or images from art history in a lot of ways, or illustrations from books that uh, m that might be familiar to the viewer, um, or it might be the first time they're seeing them and, and have an interest in finding out about it. Mm -hmm. And the library was right there. So, I mean, the whole idea was to pique their interest and their curiosity so they'd go find out about it in the library. Okay, good. Do you have anything more, do you have anything more to, that you want to say about that? Um, in relation to the, the library, uh, about project at the library? Um. Um, only, I guess only to say that uh, it was uh, um, an honor to do it, and uh, I'm very pleased to have um, a major work of mine uh, here in uh, Sheboygan, it's something I can refer to when people ask me what I do. Um. So the, the Kohler Arts Center has a maquette for a Venus Gate. Uh, was the Venus Gate ever uh, realized in brass, bronze? Um, does it exist? The, well, the, some of the major parts exist. Okay. The doors, the columns, the tympanum. Uh, and uh, the full-scale works uh, stop at that point uh, just because, uh, well, um, I applied to finish, but uh, I had been there quite a number of times, and I, th I think they really felt that uh, someone else should get a chance to be in the foundry. So the, wor the works that do exist are in my backyard, in my garden. 
Do you ever uh, think about revisiting things that you've done five, 10, 20 years ago? Um, um, whether they be the fabric pieces or something else and, and uh, working on it in a different material, doing it in a different way. Do you ever consider that? Well, there was a big transition from uh, the fabric to other works. Um, eventually, uh, I came back to um, a Fred Smith style of work, um, but related uh, in my own way to um, myth and uh, um, art history. Okay. So it wasn't like I was making folk art. Right. I was translating, I was taking that medium and um, uh, and continuing to follow my own aesthetic for um, pun and uh, art history. You mentioned uh, Florida, and I had sent you a quote from a Florida newspaper mm -hmm. about 1991. Where the, right. It was the, postmodernism uh, at, at Grace Hulkin Gallery. Yeah, and uh, he was talking about uh, the different materials, and that is, is that something you were, you were talking, uh, you were just talking about uh, things, uh, uh, influences that you may have picked up from uh, from the concrete part? Well, um, uh, late in the 80s, um, the market was falling apart a little bit, um, and uh, the gallery that I was with, Grace Hulkin Gallery, is a smaller gallery, and uh, she asked me if there was um, any other medium I was familiar with besides canvas, and I said, uh, well, I know concrete and glass pretty well, right. and um, so she... Um, allowed me to, um, uh, about a year, to work uh, towards uh, an exhibition of new work in concrete and glass, which I did. Okay. How was that received? Very well. And you're, uh, you're represented in, in Florida, some museums in Florida? Uh, yes, the Tampa Museum has uh, Liberty Leading the People, Vero Beach has um, uh, Watson and the Shark. Um, there are a few others. Um, in museums um, around the country, smaller art centers mostly. At a certain point, we had to find a, find homes for a few pieces because it, there was no room for storage anymore. Okay. Um, they were happy to have them. I'm, I'm sort of getting to the end of my questions. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about uh, um, recent projects things that you're you're working on now, whatever they might be. Eric, you mentioned you, you sold your firm and you're uh, working with another um, yeah. company. And I'd also like to ask Sharon if she's uh, working on some things um, now and uh, where people might be able to see them, whether they're online or they might be in a gallery or something. But if we talk with Eric first. Sure. Um. I am. I, I took a uh, well. I sold the company. I took a job, part-time job, with this younger firm that specializes in uh, residential design. But um, because I have a license uh, and I work for him now, uh, that company can offer uh, commercial architectural services, which we're doing. So I'm doing essentially the same thing that I was before, only. Um, with a lot less stress. I'm not the boss anymore. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, uh, I go to work in the mornings and I uh, usually have the afternoons off and I'm really liking that setup. So, 
Yeah, well, we were doing a variety of architectural types, including the residential, but, um, you know, library remodeling and um, uh, some uh, multifamily residential, um, restaurants, um, a lot of things that, that we had done before. I'm just in a new, a new office. So. And we talked earlier about the Meat Public Library, and I don't remember if it's on the recording or not, so um, you'll be, you, there are some things that you're planning, uh, some things are in planning, some renovation here, here at the Mead Library? Right, yeah, they're, they're reorganizing some of the offices. Uh, many of the offices of uh, office cubicles are scattered about. They're going to kind of congregate those in a single single space in the lower level basement. So that's a that's one part of the remodeling. The maker's space is being relocated to a new room that isn't quite so open to the to the public because uh, there's some noise involved with that, and they want to sequester that behind some walls. And so that that kind of uh, move is being made again they're going to have a, a kind of a forum room or a, a seating uh, gathering room in place of where the uh, maker space is now and then they're and they're uh, also converting what is an office area to a, a classroom with with new uh, seminar seating and and, and electronics so uh, it's uh, three or four areas within the building that are being uh, renovated and, and uh, change of use. Just curious, we uh, when we were here three years ago, we made a, a series of videos. I don't remember how many videos they were. Uh, and it was supported by actually the um, JSM uh, bead coop. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, while we were here, we uh, toured um, the Holocaust uh, room. And I'm just wondering, uh, just occurred to me, are, are, is part of your your work, are they going to be working on doing anything with that? Not that I know of, no. Okay. Uh, that, that hasn't come up yet. But as we've been starting out on the project now, uh, a couple of additional things have crept into the scope of work, and so uh, I, it could happen. So, Sharon, interested in um, sort of recent projects and uh, uh, are there things that you're working on now? So are there things that people can see, whether, in a, whether it's in a gallery or online or, or in some space? Well, there are a couple of things um, that I uh, have done outside of the larger gallery work. Um, I did a line of planters uh, for Bemis. Oh, the, okay. You may have seen this particular planter all around town and other places. It's rather large. It's a green, it was sort of the Green Man series. And Be um, Bemis is a large manufacturing plant in the county? Or? Yes. Right. They, they, they're famous for toilet seats, but yeah. they also extrude other kinds of plastic things. Right. And uh, Peter Bemis and uh, those folks uh, um, were familiar with my work and asked if I might be interested in, in transforming uh, some ordinary um, planters into uh, something more. Uh, this is actually sort of a kind of a mythical portrait. Yeah, it's a green man. It's green a man. Uh, you know a typical um, figure with foliage for a face. Uh, it's been sort used for Brit British Isles mythological. Yeah, exactly like that. Which also 
oh. looks like. Oh, it's rather like the um, the Whistling Straits Golf Course guy oh. is pretty much the same. Their big sign out there is one I created. Oh, you did that. And that's right. in bronze, however. Okay. That particular piece was produced in a an art foundry, not not something that was cast at, at Kohler. Cher did the the artwork and the, the mold mm -hmm. and or the original. And the, I did the original and we took it down to an arts and, foundry in Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Yeah. So um, there's that, and then I had another commission um, for um, the Yacht Club, uh, the Lowell, uh, Lowell North Memorial. He's a um, sailor uh, who... Um, North Sails. Yeah, North Sails is, is a big, big sail producer uh, for racing yachts and uh, was a very good friend of Terry Kohler's. And uh, when he passed, uh, they wanted to have a memorial in aluminum, Oh. No, stainless. 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 It's, okay. Of course, it's walrus. Uh, so um, uh, I, this is, you know, in my studio and uh, creating from uh, his book, Herding Tigers. Uh, this is actually how, this is the old one. This is like in his prime of sailing. So uh, we made uh, several of these. One is at the Yacht Club. One is um, in Boston someplace. MIT. MIT, thank you. I'm not sure where the other one is. Had you worked in stainless before? Uh, well, no. I, I work in the clay, and then um, they uh, cast it in oh, stainless. Okay. And the whole sale business was um, um, fabricated at... Uh, at Walrath. At Walrath. They, they cast this in uh, a foundry in New York. What's the name of the foundry? Oh, um... Talix. 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 Yeah. Um, so then uh, word got around, and uh, there was a new project happening in town called Bookworm Gardens. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. But uh, a good number of the works in that garden were uh, made by me. Okay. Um, the Wind in the Willows, Jack and the Beanstalk, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Um, then I there built just, a door. You did build a door, that's right. And, uh, you know, mythical figures and illustrative things about cereal uh, and um, all different kinds of things like that. Um, actually, Eric and I worked on this together. This was the um, um, fish design for the um, cleaning stations on the yeah, South Pier. Yeah, there's some architecture down there. that We incorporated some cutout I-beam shapes I did a lot here. of work in steel too. I don't really have any included in here. Is this cut out like a laser cutter or something? Yeah. No, just torched. Oh, tor in this actually, case, this one is this one is actually just um, that's, um, that's a styrofoam model. It's a styrofoam oh, model. But, but, okay. but, okay. but the, the actual thing looks very, very much like yes, that. it's, it's cut same, out of an I beam. <laughs> um, well, and then there's do, do you have any photos of the uh, veterans memorial? Um, actually, no. I was there yesterday because, you know, my computer, the one that that burned up, had most of my photos. Yeah. So um, I went out there yesterday, and I have some on my phone, but it's the, uh, I made a Veterans Memorial in Kohler, or Sheboygan Falls Kohler mm -hmm. Cemetery, sure. uh, for the um, uh, five branches of the military. Right. It's a beautiful thing. We both worked on together. Mm -hmm. um, 
It was, like it, it was actually my project, and I brought the artist aboard yeah. to help create the, the images on the... Just happened to know an artist. Yeah, it just happened, happened to. Yeah. They say, you know any artists who could maybe do a little something for us? And they wanted something um, really um, um, figurative and historical, uh, uh, specifically related to our community. Yes. So that And there was documentation. Terry Kohler was a pilot. Uh, we have the original Coast Guard building. I worked a lot from the old postcards. And, um, so there, there are a series of five works that are very, a lot similar to the, to the bas-relief look of the, of the clock tower. But small. But, but very small. Oh, here we go. Let's see now. And each one, each one highlights those five branches of the military. So you can kind of scan through that. They're not very good being just on my... Yeah. So it's uh, bronze and black granite and then the and then the art castings. It's a flagpole base basically. I know you can probably see that but uh, What's the size of the panels? Uh, 18 12, 12, 12 by 18? 12 by 18 roughly? Uh-huh. I think I so. think they have a a web page doesn't um Oh, who is it? The the Civic, the, the Kohler Civic Club. Yeah, they have the, a website, the and we'll go. I think they go through the the uh, content thoroughly. Okay. You know, it'd be fun to to take imprints of your hands, or just really using the surfaces that you touch, really emphasizing that surface is like a drawing. Actually, I imagine when you're playing with the, when you're working mm -hmm. with the clay, it's composition. And kind of utilize that somehow and juxtapose it next to. I don't know if you have plans or plans to use some of the. Um, if you have any of the plans, we thought we could go to the city planner. Um, it's recommended that we go there and maybe take your plans. I don't know if you've hand drawn your plans or. For, for, for this the tower. project? For the oh, tower. for the tower. Well, they would have been CAD produced. Okay. Um, probably available. Because that still. Would, that would be really wonderful because it, it's always nice. I mean, when we were with the Frank Lloyd Wright, those were drawn by hand. Yeah. And they were just, they were compositionally beautiful, the hand stroke and the, the poetry of The original con concept sketches I would have done myself, yeah. That would be beautiful. I, whether, <laughs> paper napkin somewhere. <laughs> Where I is that know. cocktail napkin? We, we just... <laughs> We just moved the office six months ago, and oh, and, and a lot of things got thrown out, but a lot of a lot of it wasn't. So I look forward to kind of going to town on this and maybe just getting back and forth with you with sure. some ideas. This has been a privilege, and yeah. kind of go from there. If you want to work with us, it would be wonderful. I'm, I have no problem. No, me either. You know, and I just had one creative thought, and then I should probably... I, I'm tingling, Jones. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just glad we but, haven't been kicked out. I know your beautiful sculpture forms, um, those soft sculptures. Would you ever consider, like when you were telling the story about education with those pieces, it would be really nice to see those being able to go on a traveling exhibition where you could send those out and talk about that creative process. That's all that jumped into my head was somehow getting that story out. We've got a barn full of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Really? There's a bunch of them.
Because that would stored. be great to get them organized that way. And get they are out. so big and cumbersome. I have nightmares about it about once a week, about installation day. They've almost made it to the burn pile a few yeah, times. Yeah, well, we would have burned them, except that the, the, there's polyester inside, and I just didn't think that was a healthy thing for the environment. You, uh, you talked about your working method and moving uh, Xerox images around and, and things to try to come up with the final composition. Do you, uh, is there, Robin listens to music quite a bit. Is there a certain kind of music you listen to when you're working? Oh, I uh, watch soap operas. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, do you listen I always to have, music? No, uh, I always have the TV to. on in the background. Right. And it, in those days, it was, um, you know, you had regular, like I had a little portable, portable TV, TV sure. with a little antenna on right. it, a little hanger. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd watch soaps all day long or just listen to them in the background while I'm working. Yeah, very inspirational. Kind of take you away from the, the work, <laughs> different parts of the mind. Well, what happened to the ink it? spots and Willie Nelson and... Yeah, but that's that's um, that's cocktail time. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, that's later. Transitional time. Yeah. Yeah. That's Great. That time. That's unwinding. Um, Eric, Sharon, thank you very much for being so generous with your time and sharing the images and your memories of the um, the building project, the clock tower. Um, it was our pleasure. Thank that's, you so much. It's good to remember this stuff sometimes. And, it, it, it was. It's good. Uh, good memories. Good. Well, this has been John and Robin Boyles of Celebrate Libraries with another New Ways to Dream podcast. We've been speaking today with Eric Jensen and Sharon Quashes, uh, the uh, designers, the architect and artist uh, responsible for the clock tower on the Sculpture Terrace at Mead Public Library in Sheboygan. Wisconsin, and earlier, of course, we uh, talked with Library Director Garrett Erickson. Thank you. Thank you.